Hey everyone, it's DJ Dan from Chinoral's House Radio Show, and I'm so excited because today is Friday, and Friday means an awesome interview show for you. So, who do I have on the show today? Well, we have Crow versus Lion, and I'm so excited I got to interview Dan from Crow versus Lion. And here is the interview I did with him. But today's a Friday, October the 18th, 2019. What inspired you to start um, music? Uh, making music um, kind of started around the time I started playing guitar, which was, I think, around 23 years old. Uh, I'd always kind of in the past created things where there was I remember from the time I was a kid I was drawing and and then it kind of turned into writing and then that kind of naturally led um into you know I always liked music and just kind of picked up guitar and started figuring out how to play it and kind of immediately started kind of creating um songs I guess at the time uh and then from there it kind of just lended itself to I kind of realized I think at that point that this was kind of the way that I, I guess, most like to express myself and and create things. So it kind of stuck. Um, shortly after I kind of started uh, writing songs, a friend of mine that I've been kind of trading stuff back and forth with kind of immediately booked the show and, and threw me out there. So I kind of hit the ground running and started, you know, um, continuing to write a lot because I was then booking shows. Um, and then, you know, throughout that time, just really trying to, to hone, hone the craft of songwriting and, and kind of find out a, the best way to kind of express myself and, and use it as a way to essentially almost frame it, you know, frame my existence or, or, you know, whatever it is that, whatever reason it is that people write, you know? Yeah. Did you ever feel like, um, when you were on stage, did you ever get, um, afraid of being on stage for the first time? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, so the first time, the first time we played I was extremely nervous. And actually up until, the, even to this day, like I, I, I don't perform much anymore. Um, and I imagine it might be different now that I'm a little older, but uh, when I was younger, for sure, um, I think everyone, to some extent, should have some type of, of nerves or excitement surrounding that. Um, I think it helps um, but yeah, for sure, that, that, that didn't ever fully go away from me, but I liked it too, because it pushed me, and it pushed me to, um, kind of want to get past that, you know, wanted, wanted, wanted to deal with it, you know, if, if you walk around, like anything in life, if you have anxiety about something, I'm the type of person that likes to kind of more throw myself out there and, and uh, and deal with it rather than necessarily run away from it, so I would say definitely, um, definitely had my fair share of nerves in the beginning and then that kind of channeled more into uh, me being excited to do it and looked at it as more of a challenge kind of to overcome. Yeah. I don't think I would ever put myself on stage again. Um, <laughs> Have you done it before? Uh, kind of, but not just like a church kind of thing, but... I mean, sure, yeah. But not no, like it's, a... It's definitely, it's definitely nerve-wracking, especially... I would say for the first little while there, I mean, for anybody, it kind of has to be, for sure. But like anything else, I mean, the more you do something, I think, 
the more comfortable you, you I mean, if I'm with, with other people, I guess it's different, but... Sure, it's different for everybody, for sure. Okay. Um, so, like, what... Like, what's it inspire you to write music, like, for this new album that just came out? Sure. Yeah, so the album is called The Heart, the Time, and the Pen. Um, I was actually talking with a buddy of mine, uh, Joe, who's uh, he's in a band called Camera Thief, and they coincidentally have an album coming out soon, and we have always been kind of going back and forth, and almost like this healthy kind of uh, competition, friendship, surrounding music, and I was having a conversation with him, and I knew I wanted to you know, work on something new, and for whatever reason, I don't even know if it was something he said or I said, but I walked away from that conversation with this, started to get this concept where I started to frame some of the songs in the album into these themes. Um, so what it is, is, is um, like I said, it's called The Heart, The Time, and The Pen. And there's four songs dedicated to the theme of the heart, four to time and four to the pen. And the last song, the title track, is called The Heart, The Time, and The Pen, kind of wrapping up all those three themes. Um, and then with, within those themes, there's kind of more underlying underlying meanings to those those three things but um i really wanted to uh, i guess the inspiration kind of came from wanting to create something i have two young boys um i wanted to create something special for them as they grow yeah so outside of just the music there's also um i made a listener's guide where there's uh i used the number 13 as a vehicle so there's 13 hidden correlations with the number 13 in the artwork um, there's a listener's guide for them specifically in the album artwork and a lot of other um, a lot of other things where I'm employing other aspects of my creativity outside of just music um, that I really wanted to kind of showcase really for them again as they as they grow older just to have something for me that they could always that they could always have and, and, and maybe a, a visit from time to time. That's cool. Thank you. Very cool. Um, and I also like the sound of the the new record. Oh, well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, I had some extremely talented people uh, working with me on this. I had, um, I definitely had a vision, um, but but that vision wouldn't have been fully explored first and foremost without uh, Raph Kuchafella who recorded the album. Uh, really kind of sat with me we talked about it and he kind of understood where i was trying to go and then me and him kind of sat and talked about um some people that we thought could help kind of bring that bring that to life yeah um, a lot a lot of those people too are actually in his in his band i mean they have other amazing things going on uh, musically with with other groups but a lot of them are actually in this band it's called uh, hezekiah jones which is a phenomenally talented group of people um so it almost it almost became a thing where it was it was you know my music, my vision with essentially his band. Outside of his band, there's uh, Liam Hare who plays drums and Pat Licata who plays drums, um, and the rest are, are are in his in his lineup. So um, I got to give a lot of credit to you know it takes it takes every single person it takes every single you know mind their own creativity uh, for something to come together and sound the way it sounds. So um, Thank you for saying that, and, uh, but definitely want to share that with uh, everyone involved for sure. I mean, there's like 
every when people record a album or a song, they find all these interesting ways to make different sounds. Like sure, it's way interesting because I don't know. It's just fun how you listen to a song. It it's not like anybody else's song. It's like their own song that they just want to put different sounds to it. And then it comes to one song, I guess. I don't know. Well, I think, I think there, I think if you're, I think any artist or any, you know, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't even have to be music. Anyone that's authentically expressing themselves and, and what they experience and, and, and creating something that's kind of, uh, authentic is the only word that really comes to mind. It, it's very hard to make comparisons with other artists because people in themselves, to your point, are so complex and different that if you're really kind of doing something from your your, your heart, your soul, whatever you want to call it, it's going to come across as being something unique and authentic, at least in my opinion. I mean, um, just because we are, we think, even though, even though, you know, we as humans are so similar in certain ways, we're, we're vastly different and, and, and so complex and we have our own, you know, history and experiences and, and all yeah. these things. So. Um, what's one of your favorite songs that, that is on your new record? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I, th- I think, I think I definitely have, if I'm going to put anything on anything I do, I'll sign off on any of them, but, but for sure, I'll, I'll talk about. I guess I could pick out one uh, or two. Um, uh, the end of everything I, I, is a song I've been waiting to write for a long time, and I felt like it was. It's almost always been there for a while. I just, I guess, I needed to let time go by and maybe experience to go by for it, the right words or the right kind of. Uh, theme or, 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 or feel to like kind of occur to me. So that one, I, I would say that has been, you know, it's been waiting to be written for, for a while. So I was happy with the way that that turned out for sure. Who's your big, biggest influences? Probably my two sons at this point. Um, I mean, there's a lot of bands and things that I like, um, for sure. Yeah. I, I find myself being more of a an appreciator of music right now rather than a student. So I don't know, man. I would say that like other bands and artists and stuff, they they really only influence. How about okay? Let's maybe ten percent. You know, ten percent of what I do because because real the realistic thing is if you look at it, like there's too many other things in life that are way more attention grabbing to to, to, to get, uh, take inspiration from, but. If you want me to name a couple of how about bands. how about something something that you you listen to on the radio when you're in the car? Okay, so I don't listen to much radio. Um, I do listen to CDs from time to time. So I've been listening to okay. I'll t- for this because I've been working with Raph Hezekiah Jones. I've been listening to a ton, uh, specifically the last record they did um, uh, in loving memory of uh, Usi Lockjaw, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, the vision, the kind of whole concept behind it. Anyone that buys that physical copy and really digs in um, will be able to get what I'm talking about. Another person, um, this guy Chris Bathgate, uh, I bought a bunch of his albums. He's phenomenal. 
Um, he's from originally, I believe, from Michigan. And then someone actually from my neck of the woods, uh, Bucks County, uh, there's a, uh, an act, they live out in L.A. now called uh, Mondo Cosmo. I just bought his vinyl record, his last one, Plastic Soul. He has a new one that just came out, but I, I got the one before that. That's a, an amazing record, too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, I definitely listen to music, but... Um, yeah, I don't really I listen to a lot of radio besides underground or or just online. Yeah, I, I dude, I, I honestly tend to find people, artists that I like, and I wear them out. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to someone's albums or album. Like, for instance, this guy Chris Bathgate, I bought his stuff, I bought, like, three or four of his albums, and, like, it just has, you know, they're on rotation in my CD player, and it'll be like that for a while, you know, and then I'll move on to another person or something. You know, that's what I tend to do with how I tend to kind of listen to music. I mean, it feels like radio is kind of ending. It's not really doing their job, really. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know too much about all that, man. I, I just, I don't, I don't even know if I have an opinion on it, you know, I just because I don't listen to much of it. I mean, sometimes the radio comes on and I'll hear, you know, you know, all the popular songs that are kind of out and some of them are, are cool for sure, you know? I mean, Can- Kansas City has a, like a alternative rock station that is mostly on Sundays they have a like a underground kind of like all the underground bands that are local they'll maybe have one of their songs played but that's mostly I would listen to but not like some days yeah to listen to an old station with my mom or just just driving yeah. around but not. You know, you know what? Philadelphia has a really good WXPN. It does a really good job of playing kind of a diverse group of music, where it's you know some things that you, you definitely heard before, but a lot of like maybe unknown acts and stuff like that. And that's interesting to to listen to from time to time. Um, you know, like I mean, it's like anything. You know, it's it's sometimes it, <laughs> certain types of movies you watch when you're in different types of moods. There's there's music for all moods and and times. You know, in your life, so. It's kind of the way I look at it. I mostly, when I I write a song, mostly I watch a movie and then the movie kind of clicks into the story I'm going for. That's interesting. Okay. Sometimes it helps. Um, Or sometimes if you're sad, you just write a horrible song, but then it comes out (laughs) good. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I've definitely written... There's songs that I've written that are stepping stones to other songs that I've written. You know what I mean? So for every for every song on that album, there's got to be at least you know a hundred other songs that, that you know are out there that might never make one. But you know, it's it, that that doesn't matter. Like I, I don't even think about it in terms of a. I, I probably could have made you know twelve, thirteen albums by now, but I just um, it's all about um, being at the right time, the right place, and. You know, I feel like now it's funny because after this, I, I have the next uh, two written. Actually, I just wrote them in the last. Just a ton of inspiration, and, and just I'm in this headspace where I kind of want to commit myself to getting things down on record and recording things. Uh, where I'd taken such a long break between the first one that I did and, and this one, it was almost uh, I think it was like nine years. So um, it's funny how that stuff works. It, I, I could have been recording all along. I just didn't do it. I was focused on other things, and you know, I have a family 
now and, and that family was happening in between time so I've just been enjoying that and you know living life yeah so how did um so about the music and the recording is that a process like do you record at a studio or do you record at home oh I, for, for this well for the first album I did I, I definitely recorded at home you could almost tell like it was a labor of love kind of a thing like you know I wasn't gonna win any uh, engineering awards or anything like that. I, I actually recorded it through the, the computer in, in, the, in the actual Mac. You know, I mean, I didn't even plug in a microphone or anything. So, um, but I used kind of, I used that, you know, as um, part of the, I guess, ethos of that album. But for this one, and I played a lot of instruments on the other one, but for this one, I wanted to play as little instruments as possible, just guitar and sing and, you know, write the songs and stuff. Um, and bring other people in, and I wanted to kind of arrange where instruments came in and went out. Uh, so I was really interested in doing that. So I, um, it was happenstance, kind of, uh, the guy that plays bass on the album is Phil Diagostino, uh, and I had asked him to come over from my friend Liam's because I was going to record there. Um, we couldn't work it out. He, Liam was moving. He was in the middle of a move, so every time we tried to get together, it was just tough because he had people coming to his house to see it because he was trying to sell it. And um, yeah. so finally, Phil said, hey, why don't you come up to Raph's house? So um, I go up to Raph's house. Um, we spend the day and had just an awesome time. You know, I talked to him about what I was trying to do. Uh, he was going to take all Phil's bass tracks and bounce back to Liam. But I kind of realized uh, by the end of that day that I really wanted to kind of work with him if he wanted to work with me. And luckily, I called him the next day and he said he, could, he was interested uh, so we did it there and we did it at his house when he's got, you know, uh, all the, all the gear set up to record, just, you know, pro tools and microphone, you don't need much more, you know? And, yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. And, and, and he has experience, you know, he's, he's, he's done albums himself where he's been, you know, around some really talented people and I'm sure he's, he's a really, you know, he's a pretty sharp guy. So he's, he's gleaned some information off them and, and also, you know, did his own research and employed his own creativity and. You know, we kind of, uh, he, was, he was learning some things as he went, but it really comes down to uh, work ethic, too. Like, when you record with somebody, I think it's finding people that match your, uh, I don't know, they're kind of part of your tribe that match your, your way of thinking, uh, match your work ethic, take the time to understand each other and how each other work and kind of try to manage each other because there's a ton of communication that goes on when you're, you know, when you're working with somebody like that, um, just a lot of back and forth. It's, it's a commitment for sure. So, um, yeah, it worked out great. I mean, he didn't have like the, you know, state of the art recording equipment, but we didn't need it, you know? Yeah. Sometimes the sound equipment, if you're at a recording studio, sometimes those sounds don't really match, but sometimes it does. Yeah. I'm starting to think, I mean, Definitely through this experience, I, I honestly feel it's, it's the people that you surround yourself with. And, and if you believe in, in everyone that's involved in whatever project you're doing, like truly believe in their talent, their creativity, it almost, for me, it elevated it elevated my own game and what I was bringing to the table. Because I was, I'm sitting there kind of like, you know, holy shit, these guys are, these guys and girls are really talented. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to work with them. And, uh, you know, that's part of what helped me keep me focused, you know? And then the other part was 
to be honest, Dan, I was, I was just driven to do this for my sons again. So it was like, there kind of wasn't any stopping me making this happen. And it took the whole thing from concept inception to finish was over a year and a half with Raph. It was around a year that we spent recording it, but you know, that wasn't because we, a lot of that had to do with me, you know, me having a full-time job, uh, Raph having, you know, a job and he has other things that he does outside of music, you know, that are, you know, take up his time. So we had to, you know, we had to just be committed and set scheduled times and stick to them and, and make it work. Um, a lot of communication over email and phone and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I couldn't have been happier with, with that whole part of the process. I loved it. You know, it was, it was great. And, and I think that's probably what is making me want to continue to record, to be honest, is the experience that I just, you know, have with everybody. It was just great. Sounds amazing. Because I feel like when I get in, in, like, when I record a song or write a song, I just, like, it, I don't know, it just does something to me. I mean, it's like I want to do it and get it done. You mean you want to do it more? Or yeah, I do just, want to get yeah. do it more. It feels good. I mean, like to be recording, but I can't record so much. I mean, I try to get everything. I mean, I don't have a lot of things to record with, but besides my voice, but yeah, but I think I think part of that probably is probably because there's something there is something to that, man. There's something to like for me. There's something of having like a record, something to show for the things that you created. I mean, I love um, hanging out with friends, you know, maybe friends come over, I go over a friend's house and people pick up guitars and, you know, you're going around and people are playing different songs and stuff. That's that's awesome. Um, but to have something tangible that you can hold in your hand um, that's there, you know, I mean, there's something to that for sure, uh, I, I would say. And I think that, and even more than just recording, like, you know, p picking up my phone and recording a song, just me playing acoustic guitar on my phone, there's something about having a vision for something meaning a whole conceptual vision so that when you start a song yeah it starts with just maybe you and the acoustic guitar you and a piano but when you think of all the other, the sounds that you want in there and what you want the feeling of the whole song to be and then you go out and you, you get the people to execute on that there's something definitely definitely fulfilling about that for sure just like any other line of work like when you invest yourself into something yeah. I, would, I would say um, what does your band's name mean to you? Okay, so, um, so Crow vs. Lion is more, it's almost more of like a, a reminder kind of on how to live, um, more than like a, a band name. And, and also it's, it's, it's almost everything I do artistically would fall under this Crow vs. Lion umbrella. So like I, I kind of had ideas about like maybe writing books of, uh, poetry, short stories, um, different things. I even had an idea about a coffee table book that I'm kicking around uh, for fun. But anything kind of artistic uh, would fall under the umbrella. And essentially, it's just a reminder, you know, if, if a crow in many cultures represents, uh, not to sound morbid, but death or like, you know, permanence, really, <laughs> you know, yeah. that uh, if, if the verses is kind of the time in between and the line is, is represents kind of life and how you live your life, live your life kind of you get one shot at it and live it with, you know, as much integrity and pride and, as you can. Um, so it's kind of this this ongoing reminder for me to, 
uh, I guess like appreciate existence, you know, uh, be happy with, with everything, you know, that's, and that's the good and the bad because, you know, all of it just leads to an enriched, you know, fulfilled existence, I think. So that's kind of why I chose it. I wanted something more as a reminder. Um, cause, and I write like that anyway, you know what I mean? My songs aren't about like, I don't know, like driving a car around and drinking or you know, uh, going to bars. Yeah. I'm not driving a car around and drinking. Sorry, do not drink and drive anybody out there listening. Uh, uh, going out to bars and drinking or whatever, you know, and, and to be honest with you, I'm not, I, I don't have the talent to even write like that to make it sound good. So I, I have to kind of, I have to write more from, from a cerebral kind of standpoint. It's just not that I have to, it's just I'm inclined to, I guess. So, um, so it makes sense that, you know, whatever kind of moniker I chose to, to frame all this expression would be something that would be a little bit more cerebral and meaningful to me. Um, okay. Have you been like on tour or anything like back in the day? Not, no, never, not, not really. Cause I mean, I, I played a ton. I played a lot of shows mainly around Philadelphia, a little bit in the tri-state area and stuff. But, um, I mean, it, it's, it almost was, every, you know, every week playing and stuff like that. A lot of different people, a lot of different venues. Um, but I never, you know, we never packed up a, a van or anything and went around. Um, mainly because back then I didn't have any money. <laughs> so, uh, did so any, it would have been a, a little difficult. Sorry, go ahead. Did anything crazy happen to a show that you want to, you want to say? Um, Can you uh, think about it? I'm, try, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, you know what? Back then, I'm sure I, I, I might have had one or two many, you know, like anyone else would have in your early 20s, but Nothing, no, nothing nuts. Nothing that I could think of that was, you know, that was, that's, that's, that's a good story to tell you right now, for sure. Okay. I had some great times, but not, nothing too, nothing okay, too Okay, just, you know. just curious. You never know. Yeah, you gotta ask. Um, so what's your progress of writing a song? It's all different, I guess. It's always different. It's, um, I mean, I guess from a, a literal standpoint, I typically do start maybe with a guitar um, rather than a melody more often than not. But some, you know, there's been times where I've been driving or just wherever I am and I'm, I hum something and then I figure out what it is on the guitar. But a lot of times it's something where I, it's almost like I, I, I feel the need, there's a feeling I get that I want to get across. And so I don't even know what it is all the time. Sometimes Sometimes I, I don't even know, I'll write something, I don't even know what I really mean until later on. Other times I'll know the whole time, you know, beforehand. Uh, sometimes it takes 15 minutes and I literally write, it, it kind of comes out and the words are coming out and there's little to no edits and how I wrote it is, is how it is. And then other times it takes years, you know what I mean? Some, like I just wrote a, there's a song I wrote on the upcoming album. It's the only one that I didn't... Um, Every other song I wrote in the last, I guess, six months. But this one, I had this chord progression. That was, I, I've literally had it for like, I think like six, seven years. And, it, and the words and the whole concept of the song finally just occurred to me. You know what I mean? So it took that long, this chord progression that I kind of kept going back to every once in a while for me to finally write the song, the lyrics that matched the feeling that the guitar gave me, you know? So it's all different. It really is. Um, it, it, 
there's no one way, you know, for me, for sure. How did you meet your band members? How did I what? Meet your band's members. Well, actually, the, the only people that are really technically, I guess, in the band, because I do have kind of plans, and I was talking about it with them, to play, start maybe performing again in, in 2020. Um, so Liam Hare, who's just an old old friend, kind of. We, we've known each other for a long time through other friends. He's the guy that plays the drums on it, but he also plays a couple different instruments. So um, it would stand to to be that he might play some some different things other than the drums. Um, and then Pat Licata, who played drums on a couple of the songs, who's also a multi-instrumentalist, um, he was doing sound for this band, Horses on the Highway, uh, that I'm buddies with. I uh, went out to see a couple shows. Uh, I'd met him there. Um, we talked over, you know, a beer, played a game of pool, and, and you know, I asked him if he wanted to, to be on this album, and and it sounds like he, he'd be interested in, in playing, you know, uh, performing out. So I'm kicking around some ideas. I need some more people. So I definitely need to find um, some other people to play out. Because um, all the other people on, on the album, like I said, they're, you know, they're all a part of uh, uh, Raph's uh, music project. But additionally, they're, they're a part of a couple different projects. So um, there'd be a lot of like, you know, one of them is Chris Casper. Um, so you have Hezekiah Jones, you had Timber Choir, Phil D'Agostino's in a, a Led Zeppelin cover band called Get the Let Out. So there'd be a lot of, uh, they just have a, they're focused on a lot right now, and it just, I, I don't think, you know, to, I, I just don't think it'd be feasible. I, I haven't even asked them, because I just think that they, they have a lot on their plate already. So um, all that stuff would come, come in time. I just need to maybe find some, find some people that, uh, I get along with that it it um, it works out that they they're interested in in performing that they you know kind of believe in what um, we're trying to do and and we'll see where it goes but but as of now it's not it's not necessarily even really a, a band that would perform it's just uh, for anything like recording wise I'm just going to find people that I connect with their art and and ask them to be a part of mine and and hopefully they say yes which which happened on this latest one. So, okay, so yeah, we'll go from there. We'll see what happens. Well, I have one more question. And sure. Um, so who would like, how would you set, if somebody wanted to start doing music, how would you tell them, like, what should they do? Okay. Uh, find whatever instrument they want to play whatever one is drawn they're drawn to if they want to start writing songs um because that's really all i could probably comment on because i'm a terrible guitar player i'm actually i'm not a good musician in general like in terms of technical ability at all i, I just i like to write i like to write songs so i figure out that's all i did was work on how to write songs um so i would say if they want to be a songwriter um just do it just pick up something and start creating things you know, so I, I never got any lessons. I learned chord forms and everything through tabs online when I first started playing. And like I said before, I, I kind of immediately started trying to write songs. Um, and relative to yourself, whoever you are, you're going to get better. It's like anything else that you do. Um, but I would say when doing that, 
you know, just listen, listen to your own instincts, you know, and, and write the things that you want to write. Um, don't, don't worry about trying to sound like anyone else. Just try to find your own sound and how you sound and, um, and just enjoy it kind of. And even if you never record anything, even if you never play out in front of anybody, I would say, you know, uh, for me, for me at least, even, even just writing songs for myself has been a really fulfilling thing for me. It just helps me. It's just, it's a, it's a good thing for me to do. It's a good, even if you want to call it a hobby, it's a, it's a good hobby. Just like, I mean, I, I, I love the, I love the game of golf. So like I'll go out and play golf and get a very similar thing as I do from writing a song. It's the same thing when I used to fish, uh, same thing when I, you know, hang out with my sons. It's just this, and my wife, it's just this fulfilling feeling when you get to spend quality time doing something or being around people or whatever it is that you love to do, you know? So that would be my advice to just do it. And, you know, don't, don't worry about what other people think really. Uh, this is Dan Gallagher from Crowverse Line, and you're listening to Tune the World Out Radio. So this is the song from Crow vs. Lion, and the song is called The End of Everything. So check it out, only on Tune the World Out's radio show. One, two, three, four. Nothing really matters to you. Nothing really matters to me Isn't it something the end of everything? Anything is something the end of everything The world is 
things I was before And the light inside will glow Till there's nothing left to leave What will be has always been It's the end